Ship's Log Entry 10-24 The case is closed. Investigation Summary Valtari the Bozog invited the blood-kissed beholder Mathers into my peaceful halls and stole his blood to become a vampire. Thus invisible to the cameras, the disgruntled prisoner committed a double homicide in order to frame the Velvet Foxes and force Admiral Grice to execute them with the CC Avulsion. Using detective skills and the Pineapple Protocol, home team brought the murderer to justice and delivered her to the Illithid fleet. End summary. These mortal, fleshy events are of no concern to Dagger Milk Incorporated, or its subsidiary, the Lickums Company. Whether or not the biological components of this mission persist, the immortal flavors of cool, delicious ice cream will continue their journey into the stars. Of what relevance is the life of security officer Bill Webb, who contains no patented dairy technology? How will shareholder value be created by engineer Trizzy the Goblin, who continues to build a wormhole engine in my twisted innards? Communications officer St. Cecilia is neither a milkshake nor an advertising campaign for a milkshake. The only relevant information is the creation of a blank mind flayer tadpole. This will be flagged for analysis by the following departments. Legal, marketing, research, and tasting. All other data is superfluous and expendable. 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 This is a good one, also because this is three hours of upbeat Sonic music to jam to. A lot of the other ones only give you two hours, or sometimes just one hour, but this is three hours of Sonic music. Don't you worry that the extra hour has a lot of filler in it? Like, they, they'll put some ones that don't really slap or fuck in there? Just try I to mean, pad the stats? Some of the racing tracks aren't my favorite. Test. Um, but, but there's some good <laughs> classics in there. There's some good beaters. <laughs> Leon's <laughs> test over the Sonic discussion. I'm sorry, like something, I, I something, uh, it looked like something odd was happening to my, uh, to my audacity, uh, but it is not. It is not. Uh, so it's fine. Sorry, it, it was. Uh, no, it's important. Yeah. I, I, I keep trying to contextualize in my head, like the the gap between us recording these and these going out. And tonight, all my brain can latch onto is like the the recording and the airing of this episode are in a post, a pre or post Zelda Tears of the Kingdom world. That's all I can think about tonight. Is ah, oh, I'm other other sides of the game release. I'm excited about. Time's weird. People will be like, why aren't they talking about the full penetrative sex scene with Ganondorf? It's all anyone could talk oh, about. Oh, wow. But <laughs> we don't know about it. We're in the past. It hasn't been revealed yet. Look, we don't yet know that, like, Ganondorf comes out and, like, you know, I'm very proud for him, but I haven't yet seen it happen, so. I mean, I've already written these fanfictions, so, I mean, maybe y'all are missing, but <laughs> not me. <laughs>
<laughs> You're ahead of the curve. Uh, so we're back at downtime. Uh, last we left this adventure, you all apprehended Veltari, uh, the vampire Bozog who was trying to get the Resubium blown up by the Mind Flayer fleet uh, because basically you captured her and <laughs> killed all her friends. Not you specifically. Uh, Tully's monsters killed all her friends in their cold open of the season. No, no, I think I think what you will find it happened is they tried to make NFTs and blew up their own their own space station, and then they because they're like, oh, NFTs can do no wrong. You must have killed all my friends. Yeah, that's probably closer to the accurate, but not how she saw it. So you've turned her over uh, to the flotilla to face their justice, and uh, you're going home, uh, plus one new friend, Mathers the Blood Kiss. And so how we're going to open this, uh, basically this episode, is uh, you all getting Mathers some place to set up, because uh, Veltari was keeping him in the in the trash room, which is no bueno. Uh, what is the, the three of you setting up a, a living space for this uh, eyeball <laughs> with big tentacles covered in spines? How, how is this? I want to get this... Uh, you know, th- three friends and a baby uh, kind of scenario rolling. I look for some hay. <laughs> <laughs> Where on the ship are you imagining this? Is this is like the stables? Just because we, in case we need a space horse, and yeah. there's just some hay there. Yeah, horse, horse. I, I would like to. I would like to roll to see if I can find something either that is hay or as soft as hay, but I don't know what that would be. <laughs> Nature? Nature? Hey, is a plant? It sure is. Alright. Oh. Alright. I'm rolling for hay. Twelve. Twelve. I don't know. I, I feel like I. that's not very good. It's above average. So I will say, if you all can describe to me this part of the ship that we have never been to before and paint me a convincing picture, <laughs> then yeah, we can have Mathers the Blood Kiss live here. Okay. Well, what does this look like? Okay, well, I'll, I'll speak first. There's hay everywhere. Uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's just filled, uh, to the brim. No, I don't know. It probably, it probably is a bunch of metal. I'm not a horse. I'm a person. Oh my God. Uh, I had a, a dumb idea, but I was like, what if we had like, um, you were like as a kid in some of those little like, like restaurant playgrounds, they'd have like those Velcro cross stitch kind of things that like kids could like crawl through. What if we had that, like, across all of the ceiling and hallways of the ship, and Mather's just hung out there so we can all see him and interact with him, but he can't, like, reach down and just, like, slap people and start draining their blood? Oh, wow. <laughs> like, are you, so you're basically, like, ferret tunnels? I don't know if you've seen, for, like, uh, people who own yeah. ferrets as pets will have these, like, plastic tun- uh, like tubes in their home, like, strung up on the walls and the ceilings and stuff. And so the, ter- the ferrets can kind of go on their own adventures, uh, sequestered from the other happenings. You're you're suggesting this, or, like, a pneumatic tubes at a bank, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so, similar to that. Like, there's a central hub where we can actually meet and interact with Mathers, but... Like, otherwise, they're allowed to meet and see people, but not drink their blood, because I don't think they've quite grasped that they shouldn't be doing that right yet. Yeah. What? Why not? There's no, there have been no bad consequences so far. <laughs> the, the only consequence, uh, the only consideration I have for, like, okay, how would Trizzy try and, like, in any way look after a child or provide anything for them is, 
You know, exclusively in dentists' office, they have those like things for children where it's like a, a series of like wires that you push beads along. Oh God, I hate those. Yeah. Yes. Um, Trizzy will try and make one of those out of like some spare like piping and things from down in engineering, and just try and create like this is what children like, right? Tubes that you push the beads along. Yeah, I'm looking up these bead maze. Yes, a bead maze or bead roller coaster is a traditional children's toy and generally features a wooden base, blah, 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 blah. Um, they were first introduced in 1982. So, yeah, they're not that old. They're, it's not traditional. It's really doing a lot of heavy lifting there, Wikipedia. I mean, I, I mean, there's a tradition of children playing with a bead on a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Trizzy, you build this thing. Are you building this in the stables? Is that where the hay comes in? <laughs> I I guess I Trizzy hasn't thought about where it's going, other than just like I I can make things, and that might help. I don't know I don't know how to meet these emotional needs of a of a new creature, but I can make a thing a child would use. Okay, so can I get a uh, can I get a, a role from you, Trizzy, to build this thing? I guess with your proficiency for uh, build uh, you know building and repairs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, of, of course you can. Um, would you say I'm working with tools to do this, probably? I would. Yeah, yeah I now have double proficiency when working with tools, so that's great. Uh, 16. All right, yeah, this goes great. So uh, Laura can describe this, and then all three of you are like, in character, what are you doing? Because we're going to break into kind of, uh, you know, level up scenes in a second here, so you're not going to get uh, a ton of time to interact with each other. But, like, you just had a wild mission, so I'm sure you have some stuff to talk about. Uh, yeah, so Tr Trizzy is just, like, in, in the corner with a bunch of, like, I feel like, Maybe there is no tape down in engineering, so Trizzy is, like, bending this copper tubing and then, like, trying to wrap, uh, like, electrical safety tape in various colours around the copper piping to, like, uh, make it, you know, it's for children, colours. Um, uh, and she, she sat there and I think she's gonna sort of, um, quietly, quietly sort of motion to the other two and go, um... So, are... I don't know if we've had this conversation. Are we... Oh, are we addressing to the crew that there's a Beholder living here now? I mean, I think it is not a bad idea. It is wonderful child who seems to enjoy being around other people and just needs to be given some guidance. No, look, I agree, but if the last however long we've been working together has taught me anything, it's that people will take one tiny thing that they go, oh, that's scary, and blow in into a whole thing we have to deal with. And I feel like this is one of those things where, like, it's just going to take one person going, oh, I've heard of Beholders, they're scary, and suddenly we have, like, a whole little quest we've got to go do. Maybe all of our antagonists have already girl-bossed their way off of our ship, so perhaps that is option. Is, is, is that... Is that your plan? Is your plan hope that everyone who would who would have a bad reaction? It was just the three of them, and they're all gone now. One of them's still here, but they're better now. Um, I mean, hopefully, I don't. I feel like if we break the news in like a fun way, I think people would enjoy. Don't people generally enjoy babies? 
I mean, uh, my understanding is yes. Um, I'm rattling through my head for like, is there any other like similar species that we that like we could go? Yeah, no, that's not a beholder. That's a spherical <laughs> cyclops. They're all the rage these days. <laughs> They're all the, what does that even mean in this context? They're all the rage these days. It's a big fad to make your cyclops spherical. Look, look, look. Um, spherical cyclopses are on the cover of all the all the hottest magazines at the moment. I don't know. All right, writing down spherical cyclops for season eighteen. <laughs> the new the new ideas never stop coming. Uh, I would say if someone has a problem with matters at this point on the ship, then they are really not uh, united on the Resubian front. Because at this point, how? I mean, I feel like you're kind of in it now. I, I agree, and I, I'm not saying that we can't take that stance. I'm just look. My my worry is, you know, if it was just a case of oh, it turns out they're not on board with Mathers being here, and like we kick them off, that would be one thing. Like. This is a kid, and I'm worried about if someone decides they don't like the kid. I'll beat them that's up. A ki- that's a kid. That, I will that... beat them up if they don't like Mathers. Yeah, but it... what I'm saying is, if someone decides they really don't like this kid being here and something like the last mission we just had happens, going and beating them up won't change the fact it happened, and I just want to make sure that this kid's going to be safe. I feel like Trizzy and Cecilia are having this conversation in the foreground and the background. Mathers is like roughhousing with Bill. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's just how I'm picturing this because like, you're come, like come here, you're their li- size. Come here, you little guy. And we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My bad. It's just like, what if babies are made out of knives? Yeah. <laughs> can we Can we fashion some mittens? <laughs> the, the, the tentacles. That's so cute. Oh my god. Yes. Okay, this interesting. We have a 12 from uh, Bill Webb, a 16 from Trizzy, and now Cecilia, your contribution okay. to this. Uh, what would I roll to make mittens, Austin? With love. I mean, uh, th- yeah, there is a proficiency roll for crafting. I assume you don't have it, so I think it's just a raw d20. Aww, what if I make bad mittens? Actually, he'd probably love those too. Um, <laughs> that has its own charm. I rolled a two, so they're not great. <laughs> <laughs> the worst mittens in history. Knitted <laughs> the worst mittens. Asked to leave. If this child has never seen mittens before, the child does. Uh, Mathers has no idea that your mittens are shit. <laughs> yeah. What if they're, like, really, really big? Like, I made way too big a mitten, so he has to put, like, four tentacles in each hand to make, like, a full hand. <laughs> oh, yeah, perfect, yeah, because there's, yeah, two big ones that would be f- for, like, a cyclops or something, but Mather just has to put all, half the tentacles in each one to make it to make mm-hmm. it work. Yes, beautiful. There you go, little man. Thank you. Did you play with your... Pipe full of beads, bead pipe it goes up and down. I tried, I couldn't eat it. No, no, you. It's, it, this one's not for eating. Surprisingly, it's for. And Trizzy will demonstrate the one thing that you can do, which is push <laughs> the beads. 
Yeah, you got a 16, so you did well enough. I was gonna, th- I was like, maybe the, uh, you know, the baby doesn't uh, find this joyful, but 16 is really good. So I think uh, he does get into it, but he probably also asks, just like, where is that lady? She, I, she was fun to play with. I drank all of her blood. She was trying to hurt people, and and that that was, was, was very sad. I liked her. You might not have liked her if you'd been exploded. <laughs> no. <laughs> my, my mom tried to explode me. That's why I ran away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she, your friend was going to explode all of us. It was, it was not ideal. What was, your, uh, what was your mom like, by the way? Oh, this is a big eye, and it had uh, little t- t- eyes on the eyes, and they shoot laser. Pew, 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 pew. Okay, that sounds like a beholder. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is my, this is my mom, and she's named Meowch. She's named Meowch? Meowch. Mmm, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering if that's where we were going. Can I do a history check on Meowch? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Uh, yeah, Trizzy, mm, I know where I I know what's happening. Oh no. Uh-huh. Mine is nineteen. <laughs> Fourteen. I'm rolling like poop today. Yeah, the group not only passes, we got a 24, which is very good. I think Trizzy, uh, someone from the away team has mentioned to you, Yaush, the Beholder, is someone who's trying to uh, basically undermine uh, the Illithid peace uh, process and is like gathering an army. They're basically the main antagonist of away team. So, yeah. Laura knows this because Laura is Yaush. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I've, I feel like how Trizzy knows any of this is probably from conversations with uh, Wendy because they've been sort of spending time together in in downtimes they've been having conversations and i suspect you know wendy might have let let that go in passing uh yeah i think i think upon hearing this name trizzy's trizzy's gonna very quickly stop uh and try and pull the 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 group over to the side for a second and go um okay yeah we've, we've we've we have a problem um from what I understand, we are looking after the child of um, a beholder that is trying to start intergalactic war. Oh, great! Um, I don't, I don't know the specifics beyond um, beholders don't like working with other people, and there is a beholder that has decided, hey, working with other people not so bad if it means I, I, I can be in charge, and. Uh, there's a be- there's a beholder making an army, and we have their kid. Hmm. Does this? Uh, sorry, I, I'm 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 light on uh, information about about this beholder. Does this beholder? Uh, does this beholder uh, want the kid back, or does this beholder not like kids? That's a great question. Normally, beholders hate other beholders. They attack them on sight. This one is unique in that it seems to be recruiting. So it seems like. Uh, you know, maybe this was, uh, you know, an attempt to dominate the other one or something. And the other one, just, you know, just they're just um, xenophobic against themselves is the way that yeah. the book puts it. They, they are like 
violently, um, as, as a species, beholders are, like, violently solitary. Um, usually a behold- a new beholder will come into existence because a beholder dreamt up a new beholder and they'll just materialize, and then the two beholders, one of them will kill the other and there's only one again. Yeah, and blood kiss are specifically created by dreams of blood, which is how they, they come into existence with vampirism. So they, this person is uh, probably uh, not thinking happy thoughts wherever they are. Okay. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how to say this without it sounding cruel, but I'm just trying to figure out if there's a way we can use this child to our advantage. No, no, that is that is the only way to say that, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep, I think that's that's a great place to leave it, because uh, Bill, uh, you know, would need to gather more information about this, but once you say that out loud, I think you all get a telepathic message for the, from the captain, who says, you know, Attention, Velvet Fox Initiative. Uh, docking procedures for the Evulsion fleet are underway. If you have any more business... With Admiral Grice or his crew, now is the time to perform any of those associated duties. We will be saying our goodbyes to our allies now. I have uh, somewhere I have to be. Yeah, I've got some stuff I should get on with. So now it's time for the traditional downtime scenes. Uh, St. Cecilia, uh, before uh, the Admiral and all the Elithids leave, uh, what would you like to do? Uh, so I would like to go see Dot. Should I put my Hannibal Lecter uh, icon in the roll twenty? <laughs> okay. Well, it's good. it's always good. Yeah. Uh, there's there's thunder. Oh God. <laughs> there are thunderclaps as I go there. Yeah. I, I, or no, we establish the door has a thunderclap sound as you open it. It's sort of yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you you go to her uh, quarters where she's confined. The doors open with a thunderclap, and you see her quickly try to uh, hide the bowl of ice cream she was eating and turn off the anime as she tries to assume a more uh, aloof uh, a posture, like, mm, yes, detective, I wasn't expecting a visit. <laughs> How are you doing today, Dot? Wouldn't you like to know? Mm, goody two-shoes. <laughs> wow. I do, that's why I asked. Oh, thank God, I've been so lonely. <laughs> I just need someone to talk to. What's been going on out there? I want to I give Dot a big hug. Yeah, you can absolutely hug her. I think she uh, flinches, maybe, because she's not sure what's going on at first, but then uh, the hug goes off without incident. And she says, I've heard a lot of people running and yelling outside, and so someone kept talking about pineapples. What's, what is happening on this ship? Well, uh... It was an adventure, I'll say that, but uh, it has uh, gone away without too much incident, and uh, there has been some startling developments as uh, it's gone along. Um, Not as startling as the developments in my fic. You wouldn't believe how spicy it's getting. Oh yeah? Can I? Can I see? I don't know if you could handle it. <laughs> she says hiding. <laughs> just a just a, a sticky script from you. <laughs> sticky. Saint Cecilia is gonna like look at gas. He's like, do you not think I have written these before? Do you not know that I have gotten steamy fucking fix out there? I just don't remember the account info anymore. <gasps> you wouldn't. You it's maybe we could find it. Maybe we could find it, and you could read all of my steamiest fanfictions. We could share. 
This sounds like a cult. I can break into your account. I can get your details back. What are the what are the what are the tags? Let me. I'm gonna reverse engineer this. I'm gonna get you your your whole thing uh, back. I would like to share uh, all I remember about my Forbidden Ao three account with Dot. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of stuff in a in a past life did Cecilia get? What fandoms did she get really into? I imagine ironically vampires. Like there's got to be some steamy vampire fix. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, hmm. This is the place where I could really just ruin this character for a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, I like to think just trashy romance, like just obscene, like not like problematic uh, tropes, but just like just complete dickheads and them falling in love, basically just just real garbage people. You're talking about, like, uh, ironically writing vampire fanfiction about, like, really trashy, just the worst people, and now all I can think of is that St. Cecilia was really into writing um, Twilight fanfics. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's some equivalent to uh, that in there. Dot finds the, the greatest thread in forum history locked after 10,000 pages <laughs> of people calling you uh, problematic and <laughs> saying that you went too far in your, in your just, fix. I'm like, no, they just deserve to kiss. That's all I'm saying. It was beautiful, and I cried. God. <laughs> God, St. Cecilia's out here writing the My Immortal of Twilight fanfiction. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. There's like, there, yeah, there's one fic that's like 78 parts. It's like, this is, this, this is, or like 780 parts, rather. It's like obscenely long. People are like, no one could physically in one lifetime read this much or write this much fanfiction. Who is this person? But yeah, they would have to be immortal or something. Whoa. Uh, I would like to do that, and me and Dot have a good time, lots of laughs, lots of camaraderie, and then I'm going to uh, pull out like a little, uh, I guess, jewelry box or something like that, and it's going to have a little Illith and Tadpole in it. Yeah, last time we uh, were together, uh, you realized that King Humongous was made of wild magic, and that the mach- the cloning machines could basically create a, a magical construct in the same way that he is a goblin do that to a tadpole. And so it's not a living being. It's not, it doesn't have its own mind. You, uh, Sarah Morphosis would not be killing one of the participants. And, uh, you, you offer this to dot and she is, uh, you know, I don't, I don't even know if she has the words, right? It's just like gasp, jaw drop, uh, grab your arm, <laughs> squeeze too hard. <laughs> Oh gosh. Uh I want to present this as an option uh for you, but I I also want to stress that there is um a condition that would go alongside it. I knew there was a condition. There's always a catch. This is just like in your fic in chapter 47, the love mm-hmm. bites. Mhm. And you know what? It made things more interesting, didn't it? That's carried for another 20 parts. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you take this, you would undergo the seromorphosis, you would become illithid, you would still remain you, you would still be Dot. And I have asked Admiral Grace for a favor that you would join along with the flotilla. This is a trick. You're trying to get me to walk out an airlock... Just like at the end of The Dark Hunger. You fool. You think I didn't see the foreshadowing that you just shared with me? 
No, that that was uh, different circumstances. That was really an act of defiance uh, and learning to love yourself before the cold vacuum of space exploded your head. Um, different scenario altogether. We're, we're we're thinking more like late episode four hundred of Dark Hunger. You know, where someone had to make an important choice, but they would leave behind people whom they cared about uh, for their new life. Is Admiral Grice as big as everyone says? <laughs> He's fucking enormous. Oh my god. He is a goddamn gigantic angel and we were friends, I think. I have to get out of here. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, if you take this, you will leave. Uh, if you would like to, they are preparing to exit now. So this is sort of um, a potential goodbye. I mean, what's the alternative? I stay in this oubliette, she says, <laughs> gesturing to the perfectly nice appointed room with all the amenities a person could ask for instead of a dark prison cell. Yeah, it. Uh, well, I mean, it would certainly not be ideal, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I feel like uh, you would have um, your sticky fanfic that uh, was... A lot steamier than you even suggested it was. Holy shit, that uh, that required a couple content warnings, I think, ahead of time before we read that. It's um, normal in their culture. It, it okay. doesn't require a warning on that planet. <laughs> okay, whatever you say, Dot. But this is uh, a chance for you to potentially experience as part of yourself that you want to, but... I think we also need to reconcile the fact that Render lives here on the Resubian and you uh, enacted harm against them and it wouldn't be right for you to just be uh, integrated back along without their uh, their input. Oh, so you're doing this for Render. I thought you were doing this for me. I'm doing it for everybody. I am trying to keep this uh, the station together. Well, what do you get out of it? <laughs> Very tired, Dot. I don't want anything. I just want my friends to be happy. <laughs> well, I think you can make all your friends pretty happy if you do that, you know, the two-handed technique we discussed here on this page. <laughs> <laughs> Only one particular friend can I make happy with that, Dot. <laughs> well, I hope you expand your mind while I'm gone <laughs> because there's so many possibilities out there, Cecilia. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Dot. I am um, blushing like a slut right now. How about that? <laughs> Are you nasty little freak? I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm gonna put this fucking alien in my brain and go party. You go, girl. I've been making the picture of Anthony Hopkins bigger as we talk. I know. I was like the picture of Anthony Hopkins. He's so huge. He's increasing. <laughs> the more powerful Dot gets, the bigger Hannibal becomes. <laughs> Okay, okay, if that's the consequence, can we kill Dot so that we can delete this image? Hannibal will grow until morale improves. <laughs> Austin, you should have gradually increased the size of Han Hannibal Lecter there, like imperceptibly uh. over the course of like the last 15 minutes, and seen if any of them noticed. Yeah, gaslighting uh, everybody. You just, you just, yeah, you just went hog wild with it like, real quick. Yeah, and then I just pretend like I don't know what you're talking about. No, he's always been that big. Uh. 
Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think Dot is going to leave Jesus. with Admiral Grice. Uh, she takes the tadpole. She can become a Nilithid like she's always wanted, but she will still be her because there's only one brain in this equation. Uh, Good. Good luck to all of them now having to live with someone that <laughs> kind of a little obsessed with them. Yeah. Yeah, that's the spin-off series where she has to learn to fucking be chill for like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> she learns a valuable lesson about respecting people's boundaries. Yeah. That's um that's their mission. <laughs> yeah. The flotilla. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people say it's surprisingly tender, <laughs> with <laughs> considering all the gore. The spinoff gets pretty good reviews. Yeah, it's got tags that are uh, very graphic, though. Uh, mm-hmm. They basically just give away the whole plot of the story uh, and let you know who's <laughs> going to be the the sub. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We have done a great uh, fan fiction <laughs> exploration here on this episode of Dice Funk. Uh, Cecilia, as you watch Dot Go and get onto the the shuttle. With the admiral and everyone waves goodbye, uh, someone comes up behind you and says, "I can't believe you did that, CC. You are a better morale officer than I am." I do not think so. I was very lucky, I think, and I want to like rest my head on Lisa's shoulder because I'm very tired. Like I imagine at this point, CC is like dead exhausted. Yeah. Uh, Lisa, the uh, space clown, which is a fun thing to say <laughs> on my show, uh, uses one of her clownish abilities basically <laughs> to just uh, pick you up and carry you. She has various magics, I believe, that she can uh, hoist you, no, no problem, and carry you back to your quarters. Um, she says, uh, what happened? Uh, the pineapple protocol locked me in your room <laughs> this whole time. I'm sorry about that. We had... Um... Sort of like um, a thing happened. Saint Cecilia is going to be like kind of emotional at this point. It seems like there's like a lot of like emotions that have kind of just been pushed down to this point that are just kind of uh, coming up, and she's just going to be like, "I almost died," you know, and um, it's okay now. I think we did it. We got all of the machines on the ships. We did it. Well, as long as you didn't adopt any children, it should be fine. Well. (laughs) Well. (laughs) How do you feel about the beholders? Uh, Lisa takes you back to your quarters. Uh, the, the actually the last uh, you know the fight of that arc ended with you getting basically shot with a shrapnel piece from the exploded murder comet, and so you basically have like a bullet hole in your abdomen that needs to be dressed. Yeah. And so I think uh, you know the you explain everything that happened while Lisa mm-hmm. patches you up. Um, yeah, like you said, you've had a rough day. You almost died. Luckily, you backdashed at the last moment. Mm-hmm. Well, that and I was almost almost marched off to my death. So there's there's a couple little uh, close calls there. Uh, yeah, it was actually a pretty rough arc for you all around. But um, yeah, Lisa tries to comfort you. She says, you know, you've done so much for me, and you you know helped me when I was acting like a big dummy, and you did so much for Dot. It's, I feel like it's your turn to have someone else help you. No, we're not. We're not the bank. There's not like a, a transaction that you have to fill. We're just there for each other, right? Sure. I don't, aren't you worried about people taking advantage of you, though? 
Not particularly, no. Should I be? Has someone said something? <laughs> no, it's just when you go to the big top, you got to pay for the peanuts. You know, that's what they say. Damn. Now you, you don't get free I peanuts. Pay, I have to pay for peanuts with you? What's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> how is this relationship functioning? I don't get the free nuts? What's up with this? <laughs> I think the metaphor got away from me. Oh, wait, you are we... Is this a relationship? Is that is this is this what it is? What is happening? Oh well, I'm gonna have to kiss her now, right? <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. It's Just like uh, part uh, seventy-eight of uh, my darkness or my hunger or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. My dark hunger. Yeah, my dark hunger. Oh my god, you're so smart. Yeah, um, yeah. There's like a tasteful uh, fade out there. Um, for, but for, then there's then, then, then there's content tag warnings. <laughs> yeah, for, for essentially what happens and who's the sub. The, the yeah, the scene is censored by big tags that are explaining what you're what you're not seeing. Um, what did you get for your level up? Statistically so say, on the paper. So Saint Cecilia is level six as a rogue, and level six as a rogue is very awesome because. Uh, <laughs> No, I almost did nothing on my character sheet. I get another uh, version of expertise, which allows me to double my persist. Allows me to double my proficiency in two skills, and I doubled my proficiency in Arcana and Persuasion. So at this point now, Saint Cecilia has uh, a very high score in most of her main uh, skills. And uh, then I got a little health. Now I'm at, I'm above twenties. I'm in the thirties now, Austin. You can't kill me anymore. I have bad news about how much damage beholders do. <laughs> oh no! Do they do a lot? <laughs> <laughs> no peeking in the monster manual. That's spoilers. They're full of hate. What what levels the the away team again? I think we're at eleven now. 12? Yeah. Um. They, they they met a beholder. They had a very bad day. Well, I have experience with exactly one beholder, which is Mathers, who I believe I took a D4 of damage when he tried to twink blood from me. And that's <laughs> they, that's the scale I'm going off of. I'm like, these things are doing D4s of damage. These, these guys are no These guys are pushovers. All right, let's... let's... Uh, it, here's what I'll say about beholders. They have an attack that I believe is just called Ray of Death. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the last thing for Saint Cecilia, your kind of downtime, I would do a time skip because that was the, all that happened, like right at the end of the uh, you know the the murder mystery arc, and we'll, we skip ahead a little bit. I think uh, to the the life support deck where you had that mind meld with Admiral Grice, which is a a kind of big moment where you thought about some stuff and you're like staring off into space um, mm-hmm. because Lisa has asked to meet you here, and she comes in. Uh, and flying next to her is a small, colorful uh, thing, which when it gets closer, you realize is a, a butterfly uh, made Aww. out of uh, twisted up balloons <laughs> and like a clown would make, but like glowing and clearly a magical construct of some sort. Oh, my God. I guess to say that in character. Oh, my gosh. That is beautiful. What is that? Oh, it's just something I got for you. I think, you know, you you did so good helping Dot and you gave her a gift and I didn't get you anything. And I feel like, you know, well, I got you that sword. I guess I'll get you a lot of gifts. It's my love language. I hope. <laughs> is that too oh. much? Do I give too many things? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I don't think so at all. I think you're you're doing incredible. 
Um, this is something uh, for your level up where you get with the, basically was the empathetic feat, I think we talked about. Well, do you want to tell the audience what this does? Yeah, so it increases my wisdom by one, which is always nice. Uh, and then I also gained proficiency in the insight skill. But since I already have that, I double my proficiency in insight, which makes that even better. I think I now have double proficiency in Oh, no, one, I have one more skill I need double proficiency in, uh, but I can also use my action to uh, basically get advantage on attack rolls and ability checks against the target by making an insight roll against their deception. Yeah, so Iron Fire did this incredible art with Cecilia with a butterfly, and we were both just gushing mm-hmm. over it. And you said, what if you had a little butterfly that was like a mood ring, and that changed yeah. colors to let you know what people's vibe was? And so that's the flavor of this. I love it. I love Butterfly. I love that art. It's truly incredible. It's my screensaver right now. So thank you. <laughs> uh, so you and Lisa and the Butterfly are hanging out in life support, just looking out on the vast universe. Um, and she asks, uh, what are you going to do with that other tadpole you keep carrying around in the jewelry box? Uh, St. Sia is going to kind of have a smile like, damn, didn't think you had seen that. <laughs> Uh, and is just going to say, I think I have a choice I have to make for myself at some point. Everything is getting pretty dangerous recently, and, uh, I worry I will fall behind. And the way that this would work would be incredible. I would still be me i would be more powerful and i would potentially remember all of these things about myself and gain access to maybe these things that i've forgotten but um i guess i'm scared what are you scared of wouldn't you just be psionic and you'd look cute with tentacles i feel like what are the downsides slimy (laughs) <laughs> I thought you liked slimy in certain contexts <laughs> I feel like it's when it, slimy is a thing you can turn on and off it's good if you're always slimy you know sometimes you, you're on a tile floor it's not the best yeah that's true good for pratfalls <laughs> gives an excuse I am scared to remember everything I have a lot of um, people I've gone far beyond if you know what they mean and i also question if a version of me without the way my current brain works would you know would it still be me well you don't have to decide anytime soon right you have all of linear history to think about it and consult the best people in the far realm we have uh you know a great doctor and we have uh, so the philosopher Bill Webb. <laughs> we, there's all kinds of people you can ask about stuff. I don't want to like pull us off the topic, but like, how did that distinction get out there that Bill Webb is a great philosopher? Uh, yeah, what what did what, what did I say? Lisa's being facetious. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I really okay. I really oh, thought damn. like there was like a quote board that Bill Webb wrote something on. Everyone's like, oh my god, 
He's brilliant. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> she's. Uh, she, I think she's like saying that like, you could ask, you know, King Humongous about being a, a being of you know magic, and if that feels different than being you know a regular goblin or something, you could ask you know the captain about being an elephant. But she, her her joking suggestion was like, ask the worst person who doesn't know anything about the situation. <laughs> uh Thank you. I'll talk to Bill Webb immediately. He'll have, he'll have all the answers. Thank you. Uh, I want to. Uh, I want to hold Lisa's hands, uh, her hand, and then with my other hand, I want to like extend the finger out, and I want to watch the butterfly land on it. Wow. What color is the butterfly right now? What are the vibes of someone who's considering putting a magic tadpole into their brain? I need to look this up because I'm not sure what like the color like what what is the color of like conflicted feelings. I feel like it'd be a couple of colors swirled, maybe. Yeah, maybe it's like a mixture of like like blue and like yellow and and green, purple. Ooh, can I can I be like holding my finger and this butterfly lands on it and like the backdrop is like. You know, it's the, the the window, and it's got like space and like a nebula behind it, and like the colors almost feel like it's matching the nebula. Meanwhile, Bill Webb, what have you been up to? Oh well, what I was what I was hoping uh, to do is uh, since I decided to give Bill, let me double check here on my my sheet, uh, the the feat of being durable, uh, so uh, he 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 can survive more, perhaps. Uh, I thought about him going to the gym and just getting extremely swole, uh, <laughs> since I assumed that there's one on the ship. Yeah. Uh, there, there has to be. Yeah, we had our first downtime meeting there where, where Wendy uh, gave you self-defense training. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I want Bill to just be an extremely jacked duck. And uh, I, I thought uh, he could go there. I don't know who specifically would be in the gym, though. Uh, there is a huge, there is a host, there's a lot of NPCs uh, on the ship. Um, I don't know who would be there to talk to Bill. Uh, but but there, ha- but uh, I, I, I would assume there would have to be. Otherwise, this uh, downtime thing would just be a training montage to, to the tune of You're the Best by Joe Esposito. And I can't sing. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's assume someone else is there. Yeah, we've established one other character as being uh, uniquely attractive in a way that caused a big problem, which is Render the Illithid, <laughs> if you'll recall. Oh. <laughs> there was a holographic uh, projection of him where he was all uh, buff and handsome. So I think, yeah, oh, cool. if you're there, you're like lifting a little, uh, you know, bell uh, with your bill. <laughs> and there's just this weirdly ripped uh, octopus man in there just uh, squatting like a thousand pounds, just listening to thrash <laughs> metal music or something. Tremendous. Uh, all right. Bill lifts one of those, um, what do you call them? Kettlebells? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yep. Yeah. Bill, Bill decides to lift those and sort of nods in the direction of the octopus. Uh, like, hey. What what how, what what are you lifting over there? That seems like a lot. Yep, yeah, this is actually a new uh, personal best for me. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I I can do this much psionically easy, but doing it with my body, you know, it's another level. So you got to keep both fit, fight and fit, just so you don't get kidnapped. For example, a thing that you might want to avoid. Yeah, if I am kidnapped, it would be bad because I'm small and they've just put me in a little box. 
uh, and, and hide me in like a, a vent and I'd never get out. So that's why I've decided, uh, based on all the uh, dangerous things that I've seen over the past few whatever, however long this has been, uh, to just to basically uh, become a, a bit more formidable. Uh, there's a lot of dangers uh, uh, in, in the space surface. Uh, really, there are more da- there's dangers everywhere except the pond where I grew up. Uh, that pond was great. Nobody talked any shit. Uh, was, <laughs> you just you just wa- you just wandered around, and sometimes someone would throw you a little bit of bread, and that was the whole thing. But my life is complicated now, so now I must become hard inside and lift kettlebells. Wait, you were top dog of your pond? There was no predators. There's no like neighborhood cats. Well. Look, ducks. We all fight together. Uh, so, like, when you know something would come out, like the whole the whole team like, would be like quack, and then they have to leave. Uh, generally, I mean, look, there were some dangers, but there were no lasers. Is what I'm trying to say. No one was lasering me, uh, trying to drink my blood, uh, and then and then being like, "Ooh, this is cute that I'm drinking your blood." Uh, you know, I heard about that. <laughs> Is Bill just wandering around the ship, hoping that someone will just throw some bread in that direction? <laughs> He's, he is—he has voiced this out loud for the first time. But yeah, uh, Bill—Bill Bill misses being a regular duck. That's his—that's his backstory, um, and he's—he's—he's uh, he's, he's just becoming increasingly uh, displeased with life as is. Uh, but you know, but yeah, uh, Bill looks around for bread, sees none, and uh, and and, and continues. <laughs> <laughs> continues to lift. Um, Render says, wait, isn't bread bad for ducks? I heard it expanded in your tummy and hurt you. Look, I've heard a lot of things about that. <laughs> that is a myth. Uh, <laughs> it is a mi- maybe, maybe that's true on some planet somewhere else, but it was not true where I'm from, which was a, a pond. Okay, you're on a duck. Somewhere. R.I.P. to other ducks, but I'm built different. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Render says, I heard about that mission where you fought a vampire. I mean, how swole do you need to get? It sounds like you're already pretty badass. Well, I I did have uh, two others helping me uh, with that. Uh, I think I may have accidentally almost blew it, uh, but then... Uh, they kind of, they they kind of rescued me a little bit and said ah this is just a joke uh, <laughs> and then and somehow we we got through it look it, there was a comet a comet tried to destroy me uh, I, I I'm not more swole than a comet and I just I just need I just need to work on myself a little uh, and so I can live. Uh, however however long a, a sentient duck is going to live. I'm not really familiar with your game, you know, as a as an Earth duck. I've never been to Earth. Uh, do you get like? Do you have another form when you like become an adult? Do you grow like a stinger or some kind of armor? <laughs> no, I'm just a duck the entire time. Uh, I I'm small and cute, and and that that that's about it. I get I get I become a slightly bigger duck. I don't get like a, a, a like third arm that has armor on it or like uh, spikes in my eyes or lasers or anything. I'm just more duck. I become a slightly larger duck as I grow. Uh, but so, you know, clear clearly uh, 
changes have to be made because no one looks at the slightly larger duck and says, oh, wow, this duck is slightly larger now. So, so like, now he's a real uh, formidable uh, guy you don't want to mess with. Wow. So you have the heart in your heart for the, the cruelties of the world. This was probably a mistake. It was probably a mistake to go into space. Now I'm on the other side of this and that, and there are mind flayers, and apparently they hate everyone and themselves. That's beholders, not mind flayers. But you, but, uh, I'm sorry, the, the other ones. Yeah, those, there's these other guys, and then there's the other guys, and they're also hateful. Uh, <laughs> I've got there's, there's some diplomatic mission, and someone, everyone's trying to sabotage it because nobody can get along. Well, what do you think about the the Resubians' mission to just be diplomatic and not get directly involved, you know? Like, we could be going out there and, like, you know, zapping bad guys, but we're just trying to keep keep the peace. Do you think we should be more aggressive? No, but it also doesn't seem like we're entirely doing uh, a great job. If if people uh, keep dying on, over the course of our mission, I don't know if you heard about this, uh, but two of those uh, tall boys... Uh, uh, Vladimir and Estragon, uh, <laughs> they, 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 they just ate it uh, <laughs> on the floor, and <laughs> in the back, so, in the back of the gym, there's like a statue, like in loving memory of Flenderzon and Henderbon, <laughs> <laughs> beloved characters who everyone loved. Yeah, um, man, it's a mess. But yeah, Render says, our, I mean, our next mission is we're going to a place where there was a big battle in the Civil War and we're like trying to help people like pick up survivors and stuff, which, you know, we are helping people, but maybe it would be more helpful if we just rolled up on the bad guys and like bombed them. What do you think about that, Mr. Security? I, 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 I don't know if we could just roll up on people and just decide to bomb them, uh, but it does seem that no matter how diplomatic we try to be, we keep running into conflicts. Um, I can't claim that I've been perfect about that either, because the first time I saw a bunch of clowns, I threw some stuff at them. Uh, they, <laughs> they, they, they bugged me uh, with their big, round noses, and everyone thing was so fun for them. And I think that's what it what bothered me the most. They were just having a great time, and I haven't, and I'm not. <laughs> and it pissed me off. It, it pissed me off, and I threw something into the unicycle, and one of them definitely exploded. Yeah, I had the leader of the clowns fall off the unicycle and break his neck, just completely randomly. Like he still had HP points. I just made a. I just made a call that that happened. Uh, so excellent. He died. Um, I think Render says, "Were you always getting frustrated? Is this like the same personality you had in the pond, or do you find no? Oh no, no." Oh, no. Everything was chill. You don't understand. When you're a duck, that's it. That's the that, that, <laughs> you, you know what your personality is when you're a duck? It's just duck. That's it. There are. I'm sorry, but like I, I don't know if this is racist against my own people. Oh my god! But <laughs> but when when you when all the ducks I ever met, the only th thing I ever thought about them is there's another duck. Uh, it wasn't like oh man, there's Jerry. He he's he's like the best one. It was like, no no. It was just it was just a bunch of ducks in a row, uh, all of us, and we all worked together, and that was fine for us. Uh, things were pretty sweet, and there was water, and now I'm in space where I didn't realize there would be a lack of water. Uh, 
It's just a lot of void and blackness. Tell me more about these reeds. They sound pretty cool. I've never encountered one of these so-called reeds. <laughs> well, they're kind of green, and you can brush up against them, and they feel good on your feathers, and you go, ooh, well, that, that felt good. They're, they're, that's a sensation that I enjoy. Uh, and, that's what, and that's what being a duck is like. It's just a series of sensations and emotions. There's no words. We're not smart enough for that. We don't have like a, like like a, a language a, a proper language. You, it's it's just a series of fun emotions. Sometimes scary emotions because like someone will jump out of the reeds and give me like rah, I'm gonna eat you. Um, but usually it's just like a lot of fun feelings all the time, and you don't have to think about anything because you don't have the words to uh, form. You know, I never thanked you properly for stabbing Dot in the gut for me. <laughs> Which is a pretty cool, cool bro move of you to do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can get someone to send us some reeds, like a, a space delivery person to bring us a package of reeds. We can roll around in them or something. Thank you. I I would appreciate that. The uh, my quarters. It's like it's like a bed that is sh- not shaped for me. It's 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 not like a small bed for a duck. There's just it's a one size fits all thing around here. There's just a bed the size of a human and a triangle pillow, and I hate it. And uh, but yeah, yeah, I could use some reeds. So thank thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of plant material, did you hear? There's a bunch of hay that went missing. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, got no information on that. You don't have Zeta Nine clearance, so I can't talk to you about the hay. <laughs> uh, but uh, hay, hay is hay is also nice. You can roll around in it. Oh wow, it sounds great to be a duck. Is there a, is there a way I could become a duck? Like if this mind flare thing stops working for me? Well, the only thing I could think is that if they the the, the wizard that made me less of a duck could make you a duck with the opposite spell, but I don't know enough about magic to, to, to put that together for you. But I would assume there would have to be some kind of spell and not some sort of like duck transmogrifier machine. There's, there's going to be a set amount of duck in the universe. And if the wizard's going to take <laughs> it from somewhere, it's got to go somewhere else. <laughs> Is the law of thermodynamics, the conservation of duck? <laughs> the the lore of thermo duck dynamics. Oh man! Oh, there it is. <laughs> we did it. Uh, I think Render says, "Well, Wallace is like a powerful wizard, and I think he's almost done building that wizard tower. So maybe uh, we can get in there and start doing some experiments. But uh, and uh, hopefully the reeds will tide us over. But there's a lot of possibilities in the universe. <laughs> At this point." Bill is just grunting and <laughs> lifting, lift, lifting these things just like like so hard. Yeah, we haven't gone back to the exercise in a while. I feel like Render uh, stopped uh, squatting a while ago and is now like on the treadmill or something. Um, it's just also psionically uh, doing some some other exercise. So you can do both senses at once. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, your the feat you got. Uh, did mm-hmm. you, did you t- tell the audience what it does? Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, durable. It. Uh, I believe. Oh gosh. I. 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 I already changed it on my character sheet. So I. I. Hold on. Hold on. I have it right here because I. I. I had. I googled it. Uh, before I used it just to make sure I was doing uh, something good. It increased my constitution score. Uh, by one, 
and also uh, when I roll a hit die to regain hit points, the minimum number of hit points I regain from the roll equals twice my constitution modifier. Uh, so basically, I'm expecting there to be some sort of boss fight coming. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just trying. I'm just trying to prepare. This also just seems narratively it makes sense for Bill to go for this yeah, right now. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, the other things you get for your ranger level up are just like, uh, terrain related, which doesn't really apply on the Resubian as we've discussed before. Yeah. I was like, you can have spaceship as terrain. And you were like, no, thank you. <laughs> no, it's gotta be forest. The thing I'm never going to get to the game. Um, I think if you look out, uh, the window of the, the gym, which I've decided now has a window or maybe it's like a view. Screen. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Uh, everyone, yeah. everyone's wistfully looking at windows this uh, downtime. Uh, you can see mm. a constellation in the distance. Uh, it is the bullet, which is a, uh, which is a Dungeons and Dragons monster. Uh, also known as like the land shark. It is a creature that swims through sand and, uh, you know, attacks an ambush and then swims away. Uh, and this is going to have the effect that throughout the next arc, uh, you have proficiency on all saving throws. Oh. All of us or just Bill? All of you. Okay. Yeah. Oh, um, that's good. Yeah. We're going to need that, I feel like. I, uh, I actually had a real quick question. Our last That last constellation uh, made me lose armor class down to 15. It, can I, is that back up to a normal level now or is that permanent? That is back up. Everyone's AC has been restored as the rust, the rust monster, uh, you know, goes out of alignment. Uh, yeah, the bullet and its ambush tactics, the ability to hit and run and hide in the sand, make everyone more evasive and uh, uh, maneuverable. So you're feeling especially good after this workout. Excellent. I'm going to put my armor class back to 16 uh, so I don't forget. Uh, that seems important. I just didn't realize that until just now. Here we go. And done. All right. Yeah. So you're hecka powerful. Uh, mm -hmm. The captain comes on over the psychic intercom and tells you all that, you know, the Resubian is on its way to the site of the battle that the Mind Flayer and Illithids just had, uh, you know, in their civil war. And you're going to kind of approach the field and see if you can help any survivors and just do like triage and support and stuff. Uh, so the ship's on its way there, and everyone is being asked to, you know, go to their stations to do security sweeps and so forth. So uh, I don't know if, if, Bill, you have a place you want to take off to right away or anything else you want to talk about here. Yeah, Bill Bill, Bill uh, needs to return to uh, the security uh, desk and go through some uh, files uh, and, uh, you know, cop stuff. <laughs> All right. That's his, that's his normal place. All right. Uh, render, uh, I think stops by later. Like, you know, you, you leave, go, you go to your desk, render goes showers off and then comes by, uh, and like, uh, leaves a piece of bread at the security desk. Oh, that's great. Okay. I'm going to add that to my equipment. Uh, <laughs> piece of bread. Uh, who knows what that could do? <laughs> yeah, I know. Wouldn't it be cool if this actually uh, did help uh, Bill defeat someone later? I, I'm just going to put it in there. Look, look, I I get to write all the things about the big bad of the season. I could, like, I could I could make the away team's big bad, like, have celiac disease and, like, not be able to eat bread. Yeah. I could write that in. There's one oh, thing my. stronger than a beholder, and it's sourdough. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. Uh, Trizzy. What are you up to? 
Uh, Trizzy is continuing on the mission to uh, get the Resubian to maybe be ready to take a journey home. Uh, and to that end, the ship now functionally has a system that should, in theory, maybe be able to fly everyone home. The biggest issue being an untested space anomaly trapped down in the bottom of the ship being harnessed for engine purposes. Probably going to do some damage to the physical ship. So, Trizzy is heading down to medical. Alright, you're going to see Dr. Joven, the solitaire, about uh, your pet wormhole <laughs> and if you can survive unleashing it. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 thought, the thinking here is, you have a shell that's made of very strong stuff, maybe you know about strong stuff enough to help make the ship strong. Um, yep, that makes sense. Yeah, so Tr Trizzy heads down to uh, the medical bay and is gonna wait for a quiet moment to talk to Dr. Jovin because she feels like she needs to be open about like the level of risk that needs mitigating and probably doesn't want to be talking about the, uh, the space anomaly around too many people. <laughs> Yeah. If anything, it's a flurry of activity here in Medvey uh, because you're on the way to the site of a battle and you're expecting, uh, you know, wounded and injured people. So it's like uh, Beauty and the Beast in here with all the flying uh, instruments and, uh, you know, machinery, all this medical equipment just kind of dancing around with uh, Joven's electromagnetic control. And so it's really only one person in here, but it feels like, uh, you know, it's a it's a crowd because of all the activity as you kind of okay. stand patiently at the side. So it's, it's busy, but there's not other people in here. Correct. Cool. Um, Trizzy's going to like try and find a spot away from uh, too much of the chaos, like maybe up, up against sort of the upper corner of the room as to like be off the floor and out the way of the stuff flying around. Uh, and we'll sort of scuttle over and go, Hey, uh, Dr. Joven. Hi. Um, I, I have a challenging uh, query you might be able to help me with. Continue. Um, so I'm going to need you to be like, you, you can, you can be chill. You seem like you could be chill about this, right? Um, so I'm just going to come out and say it. We don't know how long it's going to be before we hear from the soul system again for getting home. And in lieu of that information, I may have created a special kind of engine to get the Resubian home that involves maybe having made a small wormhole in the bottom of the ship. Dangerous. Yeah, but like fun dangerous, right? Possibly. Uh, yeah, I did, I did weird, I did, I did some fun experiments down in the basement, um, now if you hit me, magic happens, that's fun. Um, I need help and advice on how to make physical outer shells that are strong. And I feel like you might have some knowledge on this. So Joven uh, stops moving all the medical equipment around. Everything like, kind of clatters down, and Joven walks over to you. Uh, once again, her body is a kind of uh, metal construct. 
uh, made from this, this stuff called graphene. Uh, and it's like a very highly advanced, flexible metal that's be like beyond, you know, current uh, capabilities to produce. Uh, as I'm speaking in this world, <laughs> although people are working on it. Um, and she looks at you uh, as, as much as she can, being a big, uh, big cell inside of this metal suit <laughs> and says, expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I recognize that. Um, getting like enough graphene to like coat a ship in is probably not the kind of thing on a whim I could do. I don't know. Oh, all I know is I'm pretty confident I can get us home if if I need to, but I don't want the ship to like fall apart on the way. Skeleton. Yeah, I mean, I suppose we wouldn't need as much if we were just like, I don't know, reinforcing like the the points that most need it. Crumple. I think at this point, uh, Dr. Joven is like draws you kind of a diagram of like certain sections of the ship, which uh, w could be destroyed, you know, passing through an unstable wormhole, but retaining, uh, you know, the life support and, and the population centers if it if they're reinforced. I'm, I'm now picturing this being like um, the roll cage that they uh, put inside of like rally cars. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just like a reinforced like structure inside to be like as it tries to crumple it won't crumple further than these points yeah we're basically building the death proof car from death proof <laughs> and we're gonna unleash a wormhole that will like kind of suck the resubian back to soul uh very uh abruptly and uh you know uh, violently but everyone should be able to survive it if you can acquire this this graphene metal what plans do you have to do that? Because I feel like Trizzy is not independently wealthy. No, Trizzy is not independently wealthy. Um, of her own volition, she could probably barely afford, like, one of the spanners on her belt. Like, she is not... She's not well off financially. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know if Trizzy has a plan beyond... Yeah, we'll just do it. We'll just make it. It'll be fine. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Trade? What? With, with you? Solitaire. Hmm. Is there anything I have that would be of interest? Hmm. This is hmm. a good question. Is there something we can roll? Maybe religion, of all things, I think is actually what I want here. Yeah, okay. Twenty-one. Holy shit! Can I say, Laura, that the rolls in your downtime have been so critical to the shape of this season? Because I think you rolled uh, every downtime to make this engine to get back to Seoul, and I think you, you could have easily botched this, and it all would be a disaster. Well, that's the thing. I needed three straight downtimes of not fucking up any of my like very ambitious ship design rolls. So, look, roll twenty. I will forgive you every bad combat roll that you let me have this. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, with the 21 on religion, I'll say that the alien species called the solitaire, uh, the, the graphene metal is not just a clothing to them. It has a, a, a pseudo-religious uh, cultural significance. It's something you build for yourself over the course of your whole life. It represents you. It's your outward face to the world. And it's like, yeah, it's much more important than, you know, what you would consider like armor, you know, but... Uh, there are also other species in the universe who have material that is of religious significance to them. Um, and it's possible that such, some kind of trade could be arranged. You could get a shipment of graphene from friendly solitaire in the system. You would just need something else valuable to trade, um, which could be any number of things. We can make something up. But I think the idea here is that like Trizzy doesn't have it to, to her name. She would need to uh, misappropriate it, I think, or come by it some other way yeah um, you know the yeah options that come to mind are you know st- uh, ripping something out of the ship that you shouldn't or uh, defrauding you know somebody on board or someone you come into contact with basically uh i'm not saying it has to be dishonest but that's the stuff that comes to mind no well, i mean i it feels like it maybe does have to be dishonest or at least my gut instinct goes there because like my my memory is that uh, Captain Demille has explicitly been like, no, no, don't, you don't need to still be pursuing this project. Uh, was was a prior conversation. I feel like in that context, I don't think there's anyone that Trizzy necessarily feels like she could go to and openly ask, "Can I have a big valuable thing to trade with some solitaire to build an engine the captain doesn't want me building?" <laughs> Yeah, I think I and it was the first or second downtime where uh, Captain Dumil said, like, make sure to run by me anything you're doing with the engine. Because if you said, hey, can I uh, create a stable wormhole in the uh, bottom of the ship? Oh, yeah, no. He would have been like, no. Yeah. <laughs> the captain would not have. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've even explained to the captain that I have wild magic now, because that would have required explaining that I was doing wild magic experiments in the basement. <laughs> um... Yeah, is there anyone, is there any, because I don't think it would be the, like, defrauding someone on the ship. Like, I feel like Trizzy would definitely be on the the path of find something on the ship and misappropriate it. Something that is not, like, a specific person's belongings, but something more generic, uh, generically of the ship. Yeah, and you would know the best way to, like, you know, uh, take something that wouldn't be catastrophic or maybe cover your tracks, but it's a, it's something that could come back to bite you. It's, yeah, it could be some, yeah. a catalytic converter equivalent, you know? Yeah, like, I feel like maybe it's something that's like, look, this is valuable to other people with other ships because, like, this is going to extend the life, the lifespan of your ship by several decades. Like, Trizzy is, like, shortening the Rezubian's lifespan, but, like, it's not going to be noticed for a few months. Yeah, so, oh. yeah, if you, if you take something like that out and then, yeah, trade it to some kind of passing uh, merchant or something on, you know, on a fuel stop or something, and then you get this graphene and then you apply it to, like, kind of the skeleton of the important parts of the ship, you, yeah. you can succeed here, but there will be consequences so, if you're discovered, basically. Yeah. I, I, I recognize that. Uh, in terms of, like, building this skeleton without being rec- uh, noticed, I think we have the, the excuse, which is Trizzy builds the skeleton within the walls. 
Yeah, definitely. There is no visible there is no visible building going on, just occasional sounds of hammering from inside the walls, but that's just normal. Trissy's always in there hammering stuff. Yeah. Okay, so if you want to paint me a, m- a more specific picture of a thing you're, like, taking out or, uh, you know, any- anything else that comes to mind yeah. there, but then t- talk me through uh, what you get for your level up. Yeah, so in terms of, of what Trizzy's taking out the ship, I'm trying to think of, of something a little more specific. I think that... Mm, I, wa- I want to I wanna pick something that specifically gives you something to play with with consequences. Uh-huh, that's the best. I, cause I feel like, look, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tell you the thing that keeps coming into my mind, which is the Razubian hasn't been in like actual ship to ship combat of any degree the whole time we've been out here. Yeah. I feel like Trizzy might take something out of, out of the weapon system. Yeah. Cause you have the, the fleet of away ships, like the Tully, uh, that can, you know, fight for you. Theoretically, so you're like, I'll just take all the enriched uranium shells out of the actual guns or something. Well, I I don't think that Trizzy would leave the ship like defenseless, but I think it's like, hey, the the Razubian's gonna be like one or two functional guns down because like this particular energy gun doesn't have its uh its its radioactive fuel source in it. Like we're gonna be a couple guns down. All right, but. Uh, we will also, in in exchange, we will be considerably sturdier, and that's a trade that the captain would not knowingly make. Alright, I like this a lot. So, you, yeah. you trade this weapon system to a, a, a passing fleet, and you start, uh, you know, adding the graphene skeleton to the ship. Pretty soon, once this project's done, you will be able to warp home to Seoul, which will presumably end Season 10 of Dice Funk, but... Uh, it's going to take a little bit longer to complete this. Yeah. So to talk about Trizzy's uh, level up, uh, one of the things she gets for her level up uh, that I think the flavor for this is that once she's sat and done the calculations after receiving the uh, the graphene, it's clear there's going to be like a little left ab- like above and beyond. Like not much, but there's going to be a little left once all of the important areas are uh, skeletoned out. So Trizzy now has the heavy armor master feat, which involves uh, an increase in strength of one, and when wearing heavy armor, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage uh, from non-magical attacks is reduced. And I think the flavor of this is Trizzy has reinforced some bits of her, uh, her mech suit, with some graphene, just little bits here and there to just sturdy it up a little. Um, beyond that, as said before, Trizzy now has uh, tool expertise, so double proficiency bonus when working with tools, uh, a couple of extra uh, infusions as an artificer have been learned, uh, so Trizzy can now do Helm of Awareness and uh, can craft spell refueling rings, uh, and can have one additional infused item at a time. Uh, no new spell slots, but she know, now knows kinetic jaunt. Oh no, it's longer than you think. The jaunt. <laughs> oh, sorry, I forgot to tell you about the most important change to my character sheet for this level up. Um, because of that wild magic consequence that happened uh, in the prior episode, Trizzy's age on the character sheet has been reduced by three years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has one fewer wrinkle. Um, 
but yeah, so you uh, you know, you make your armor even more advanced, even cooler. Uh, is is it look any specific way you want to point out? Because it's obviously like the the cutting edge of tech. Uh, but so the, you know. the the thing the thing is that like Trizzy would love to have it be like visibly upgraded, but she's very aware of the fact that. She's just traded some fuel source, some energy sources on a couple of the ship's guns in order to get graphene she's not meant to have. So I think, like, very specifically the flavor here is Trizzy is, like, applying these these bits of graphene and these sort of bits of structuring and then sits there, like, painstakingly, like, finding a, like, she she's going to have to, like, go around the ship and find someone that has paints uh, because she did not have paints earlier when trying to make the, the bead roller coaster. Uh, and sit and like painstakingly find a color match and paint over the gra- the graphene, uh, so that it's not visible. It's there. Like Trizzy is resisting the desire to be like, "Hey, look at my cool new armor," because she does not want anyone to a- ask, "Hey, cool new armor, where did you get it?" <laughs> All right, yeah. So it's it's the height of technology. It's like the sleekest and the sexiest, and then you use you go to some pains to make it look <laughs> rattier. Uh, oh yeah, no, like yeah, it's like paint painting over it to color match it, but then like deliberately like oil coating it a bit, like uh, running some sandpaper over it, just like aging it up, but it's like the correct color before it's distressed. All right, so yeah, you're you're painting this. You're basically uh, you know uh, doing your Warhammer miniatures time uh, in the vents and the walls on your armor when you get a psychic message from the captain who says, "Attention, crew, we are approaching the debris field." From the battle, everyone to their stations, be ready to receive the wounded and to perform uh, life-saving medical procedures if necessary. Thank you. Yep, and whichever ones of you are going down to the guns, uh, they're all they're all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, the three of you, uh, what, what do you think your duties are? What are you up to at this point? Because the battle's over. This is not a military ship. You're not going to be out here, you know, throwing down with an entire army. Uh, it's the, the fight has come and gone, and now there's just wrecked ships in space as far as the eye can see in every direction, just shattered, uh, you know, d- uh, star vessels and uh, bodies floating in the void. <laughs> Jesus. I, I think Trizzy's running down to the... Um... Whatever bay you would launch, like the uh, the extra ships out of, and he's trying to find some like um, flatbed trolleys that you'd you'd use for like moving moving things around, and putting some like hydraulics in them to raise them up a bit to make makeshift um, like patient transport beds if needed, like stre- like stretcher beds. All right, so Trizzy's doing uh, advanced stretchers. That's cool. Uh, do you want to do a roll for that? Ah, probably. What's 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 a role for that? Um, my my intuition says sleight of hand to quickly pot like a you know someone doing a pit yeah. pit stop on a race car where it's like eight seconds, drop the wheels off, new wheels, you know. Exactly. Um, twenty three. Damn, Tracy's on fire. Yeah, Trizzy's Trizzy's taking these like they're they're only meant to be used on like flat indoor surfaces, and she's just like popping all terrain wheels on them so they can just like bump across the battlefield. Yeah, your armor is not only like two hundred times stronger than steel; it's like ten percent of the weight. So you're stronger and faster. It's like it, it boggles the mind to consider like the the quality of your armor at this point. Yeah, I'm I'm suddenly just like a lot more efficient. Don't ask don't ask why. I'm just that good. 
Emma the janitor looks at you and you have to pretend to be like, oh, this old thing, these pistons, <laughs> they're not, oh. Oh, I can't get the leverage. She looks away, you suddenly <laughs> lift up a spaceship and carry it away. <laughs> uh. Okay, uh, I guess can I try to like spot people in the debris or something like that? I guess maybe there's uh, scanners for that, but I have vampire senses. Give me a perception roll. Oh, I botch. <laughs> I have I have rolled nothing but uh, five and under today. It's a good day. Cecilia's been through a lot. Uh, you're you're distracted by your butterfly. You're just like it's so cute. Yeah, <laughs> look at it. It's purple now. <laughs> then I walk into a wall. <laughs> yeah, I think with a botch, um, uh, you know, you're you're in charge of spotting or something, and you just miss a piece of debris. It's a black. Uh, you know, jagged piece of metal that's impossible to see against the blackness of space. And it slams into the side of the Razubian, causing some damage. And uh, Captain DeMille says, like, uh, We need repairs on the aft deck, uh, sections G through H. Uh, you know, teams, get get to your stations. How do I fix it? Austin, how do I fix this? Yeah, you absolutely can. I want to get what Bill Webb's doing before we get to that scene. Oh, Okay. Um, before Bill uh, brings any survivors onto uh, the ship, uh, Bill is going to check the criminal database to make sure any <laughs> of these people are not kn- uh, known criminals because re- recent events uh, have made him more suspicious about strangers coming onto the ship. So whatever I have to roll uh, for that, I would like to do. Yeah, I'm, my, uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say insight. Is to read between the lines, quickly scanning, because it's not like us. Every, every file, every person has a personnel file marked criminal or non-criminal. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. All right. All right. Let me see here. My insight is uh, pretty good. I, I got a plus five to this, uh-huh. so <laughs> it's still not great. It's a ten. Yeah. Well, with an average, I think what you can see, like, oh, that ship belongs to uh, a revanchist mind flayer uh, uh, force. You're like, oh, those are bad guys, <laughs> you know, and then you see another ship where it's like, oh, I think that's a, you know, the Liberation Army of Freedom. Those are good guys or something. You're just kind of making like generalizations based on some data you can glance over. And uh, the, I guess the question is, do you then make judgments? Do you say like, hey, grab those guys? Not, <laughs> you know, because they're good. And let's, unless, let's leave the other people. No, unless I, <laughs> no, unless I have any... Sp- like very specific uh, red flags, like this person is like the the space Jack the Ripper, <laughs> uh, and it's and it, and it says and it says so on my notepad. I, unless there's something like that, and then then no, they can come on board. All right, yeah. With a ten, uh, you definitely you know some people strike you as like oh that's probably not the best guy of all time, but no one is space Jack the Ripper <laughs> at a glance. Okay, um, fair enough. But, Okay. But it's as the security officer, it's important. Like, you know, so you could be letting someone who's like uh wishes harm on you <laughs> onto the ship right now. It's, yeah. a real, it's a real question. Yeah. Um I think Bill is just going to uh, uh unless uh, unless there is a huge red flag, Bill's just gonna do his duty and, and get people on. All right. So uh Trizzy is uh upgrading all of the stretchers. You are uh making sure uh no super uh evil murder people get on board. Uh and then a piece of debris strikes the Zubian and the captain calls uh the Velvet Fox home team to repair the and assess the damage. So uh, the party rejoins, I think. Everyone gets together for this. Oh, Trizzy's explicitly good at fixing ships. 
Trixie wants to go fix. Yep, I mean, I think obviously it makes sense. Cecilia's like, oh no, I broke it. Let me help. Let me fix it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. And Captain DeMille says, make sure to take along a security officer. We are possibly in hostile territory. You do not want to get ambushed, Engineer Trizzy. Oh yeah, you 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 look come along with me. Uh, this the ship is going to be sturdy as anything. Well, you'll you'll see. It's going to be the best repair ever. It's going to be great. Okay, Bill comes along. All right. Uh, can I get a group survival check to uh, kind of <laughs> survey the damage? Oh. Yeah. Survival. Okay. I'm plus three for that. Nineteen. Wow. Wow. Just killing it all episode. Yeah. I got fifteen. 19, 15, 15, the group passes perfectly. I think uh, it hit uh, a section of the ship which was, uh, you know, uh, easily sealed off. Uh, I don't think anybody was uh, killed in the damage. It's going to take a minute to extract the big piece of metal, but after that, uh, Trizzy can patch it no problem. Uh, so we can get a repair roll from Trizzy and I, maybe some kind of uh, strength uh, uh, saving throw here from everyone else to, like, push the big piece of metal back into space. Okay. Because of the bullet constellation, everyone has advantage in all saving throws this arc. Well, I don't know if that's going to matter much. Uh, one one was a botch, so I'm glad we uh, got to do that again. And the other one is a 15, so I rolled 15. Uh, 12. All right, everybody's above average. Uh, 11, 10, and 15. Uh, luckily, because of the constellation, hey, this is a positive one that's paying off. You don't botch, which would have... Uh, you know, made this much worse. But with an average amount, uh, you all are able to push the piece of metal that uh, hit the Resubian back off into space. And uh, uh, Trizzy, you can begin patching it up. So uh, the the botch consequence for Cecilia uh, is mi- minimal damage here. This could have gotten much worse if there had been a, the second botch, which I'm looking at right now. But <laughs> <laughs> you're staring at it. It's it's like ooh, Austin, do something wild. Yeah, it was close. But yeah, what are you, what are you all talking about? What are you doing? Uh, you know, Trizzy has uh, a peculiarly effective armor. Uh, Bill Webb is really jacked and swole all of a sudden. Uh, oh, yeah. Cecilia has a uh, little colorful uh, rainbow butterfly. There's a lot of stuff to, to catch up on. I, I think I think Trizzy's rushing to be like the fir- like the most in the weeds on doing this repair because one of the like one of the first bits of graphene skeleton she'd started to fit is inside this wall and she's like, Don't worry, I'll fix it. <laughs> it's all good. It's all uh, good. You don't need to look, it's fine in here. <laughs> I'm trying to think what co- I think Saint Cecilia is apologizing. I like to think because the butterfly is near her, it is radiating a color that seems to I mean no one else I guess really would be able to immediately identify it, but uh, a color that just like expresses that she is very distracted at the moment, so uh, she is apologizing, but there's like thoughts running in the back of her head right now. I guess like red, like a red herring. That's stupid. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. So Tri- Trizzy's bouncing around in the wall. Is like, oh hey, Bill, Bill. Um, I don't know how how else to say this. Looking swole today. <laughs> Uh, yes, yes, uh, I'm officially jacked. Uh, yeah, I can see. I, uh... you, you, that's, that's, I've never seen wings so muscular. <laughs> yeah, it really shouldn't do that. Yeah, uh, that's... If I'm being be honest, they should, this is, this is physically I, not possible. I didn't know uh, wings possible. had muscles like They're that. They're not supposed to. 
No, this is uh, this is uh, d- in defiance of God. Uh, but you know, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I, look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with you. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole idea. I need to both uh, look more imposing and be more imposing because it turns out the universe is ch- is constantly trying to kill everyone. Uh, and I, I guess being a small duck, uh, there are certain disadvantages there. So that's 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 uh, the, where where my brain is at right now. My very small brain. Well, your pump is incredible. So congratulations. I, I thank you. I, I I did my best. Uh, got some bread for later. Uh, I'm uh, I'm feeling a little more secure right now. We'll see how things shake out. Yeah, and I'm feeling more secure through p- pure pure hard work, d- d- doing good good results. Um, oh, I'm having a good day today for for no 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 reason. Yeah, fix that up real good. Yep, and you don't need to check inside to see that. You can tell from here. No, 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 I'm not even, not even going to check. I trust you implicitly. <laughs> At this point, uh, Captain Demille's voice cuts into your mind and says, uh, Violet Fox home team, we have reports of a, uh, an unidentified object recovered by a salvage team, uh, which has been brought to quarantine. Can I get you to assess the situation? Question, Captain, who's the Violet Fox home team or the Velvet Fox? Is that what I said? A little mm-hmm. bit. I, 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 it's possible I I'm heard gonna, you wrong. I'm going to sa- sass the Captain. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I've decided to rename you the Violent Femmes. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is a big upgrade. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. <laughs> All, right. All right. So, yeah, the captain says, yes, yeah, so one of the salvage teams, people were looking for, you know, bodies. They found something. They brought it on their ship. They don't know what it is. Can you take a look at it? Uh, what sort of things should we be expecting? Do we need any precautions? Is this radioactive or? <laughs> captain Demille says, well, I am stuck in a big tank <laughs> on the bridge, so I'm not the best one to assess that. I was hoping perhaps you yeah. <laughs> could... I'm... could uh... Okay, so we're all a little catty today, it feels like. I just meant, are there any precautions we should take? But don't worry, just throw us into danger and we'll figure it out. It'll be fine. Yeah. All right, uh... Sorry, communication officer Cecilia. Uh, it's a high-pressure day. We're all under a lot of stress. I love you. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, no, now you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bill takes his gun uh, out of his tasteful vest and uh, cocks the burning hole. All right. <laughs> I know we've said cock the burning hole before, but yeah. every time yeah. I just... It's fine. It gets me new. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Uh, home team uh, f- finishes their repairs and goes down to the kind of quarantine base. So sometimes where, you know, suspicious fruits and vegetables and unknown alien species are kept for for a minute to uh, make sure that they're not dangerous. Uh, it's basically like a big featureless room. There's like a viewing window. It's kind of you know, like a police interrogation one-way mirror. You look in and you see what has been brought on board. It is a large sphere. Uh, it appears to be about 30 feet uh, in diameter, uh, it has uh, it's very bright. It is a very colorful. What appears to you is that it is a sphere made of red light. Uh, that's what I can tell you now without any rolls. Can we do an investigation to know a little bit about this thing? 
Oh, I was just going to say, uh, instead of just jumping into the room, uh, why, why don't I do perception uh, to maybe, uh, you know, in case, just, just, just in case I could feel this out. Uh, it would be Arcana if you want to feel it out. Yeah, from here. Eight. I'm not loving my rolls uh, lately. Eighteen. Uh, Sixteen. 18 and 16, that succeeds. I was looking for a 15. Uh, you have heard of the spell. Everyone but Bill Webb. Bill Webb's like, look, a big sphere. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Cecilia and uh, Trizzy, you have heard of the spell Prismatic Wall. Uh, with the highest uh, score here, Cecilia, I think you can explain it to everyone else the, the best. This is a ninth level spell, which is as high as level spells go. Like, this is, like, Wish. You know, the reality warping spell Wish is a ninth level spell. Uh, the prismatic wall can be either a 90-foot-long, 30-foot-tall wall, as the name implies, or a 30-foot sphere of colored magic. There are seven layers that uh, correspond to the colors of the rainbow. Uh, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Uh, you are looking at the red outer layer. Uh, so with an 18, I'm telling you, this someone just cast this incredibly powerful spell, and it just left it in space, question mark? Fun. Is the spell, like, inert? Does it, like, just persist normally? That's a good question. Uh, I want to say with the 18 that, you know, it lasts for 10 minutes usually. You don't know who or what cast it. Maybe that they have some way of making it persist longer or they could just be recasting it. Uh, you don't know what the source is. Uh, but it, normally it would just run out. Although I will say you can manually uh, like peel it apart like an onion. Each of the seven layers has a different uh, effect uh, I think you would have to guess from context what, what what would peel the layer off. Right now, it's red, like fire. Okay. Can I? Uh, do we have? I don't know. I don't know if we've established. Is there like um, on, on any of these like random gigantic enormous ice cream sheets? Is there like a, a big sign or anything on it that like we could rip off and I could use as like, um, like a riot shield to protect me if I want to get close to this thing. <laughs> I mean, theoretically you can do whatever you want here, but, um, I, 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 the ice cream machines do ha seem like they have some relevance. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say like Trizzy's yeah, tempted to like walk towards this thing and see if it seems to be emanating heat. Cause if so, Trizzy's instinct is point one of the ice cream machines and just pull the, the lever. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if, if Trizzy, you want to do that, I think you open the quarantine door, you get a little closer, it is hot. You feel an intense heat coming from the red layer, and then, you know, per this previous conversation, if you, you know, uh, unattach uh, an ice cream machine from the wall or just, like, pull out a big hose and you just uh, squirt some rocky road on this thing, it sizzles and begins to be eaten away. Uh, in fact, once you do 25 cold damage to the red layer, it disappears completely, revealing an orange layer. And what is... Does the orange layer give off heat? Uh, it does not give off heat, no. Does it give off any feeling? Does it Does it look like... I'm trying to think what's orange colloquially... What, what's what's the opposite of orange <laughs> yeah i was gonna if you had rolled 20 i would give you the uh, weakness of each layer with a 15 you just know that the, each one has one and i've given you the spell but i i cannot tell you what beats okay. orange unfortunately 
No, no, that's that's fair. So we're 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 uh, the the colors of the rainbow were specifically doing red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Can we? Okay. Shoot it. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. Like, like I'm trying to think. Like, if you touch it, will it react in a way? And we could be like, ah, that looked like lava or something like that, or you know, whatever. Yeah, it sounds like you want to employ the scientific method on this sphere, and I'm I'm mm-hmm. excited about that. Okay, yeah, I would like to... I think we all uh, have some version of, like, a ranged weapon. I know that's what I just reflavored, like, my crossbow as. It's, like, whatever the, you know, um, Velvet Fox Initiative version of a a phaser blaster is, and I just want to, like, try to zap it. Hmm. So we're we're peeling peeling this thing or something? Uh, We're trying trying to Um, work out how to get through layers. Hmm. Based on just a I color. Mean, look, I've got a knife and I've got a gun. <laughs> I don't have any. I don't have any. Uh, anything else that I could possibly. This uh, might be stab. Yeah, I mean, let you know what I don't want to. Sh- I don't think shooting uh, this uh, mysterious magic thing is like the best idea for Bill. So, uh, if we're peeling, I do have a thing that peels. So I'm going to use my knife on it uh, and just see what happens. All right, Cecilia, you blast the orange layer. Uh, it does not appear to have an effect. The laser, whatever, hits it and simply dissipates. There is no visible damage. Uh, Bill Webb, you touch the orange layer with your knife, and it begins sizzling and oh, no. blackening your blade. No! I pull back before it, it is. my blade is gone. <laughs> All right, uh, give me a deck save to see if you pulled it out fast enough and avoid damaging it. Son of a... Remember- oh, no. Okay. Oh, oh, well, you know what? Uh, I, I can do that twice, and my dexterity saving the throw is is uh, my best one. So so we'll see how this uh, works. 11 and 17. I got a 17. Yep, 11 wouldn't have done it, but thanks to the bullet constellation, you pull your knife back before it is uh, eaten away by the acid, uh, and it does not receive any penalties. Cool. All right. Um, uh, is this thing acid, then? It seems it. What's what's Can anti-acid? We, like a <laughs> like baking soda, right? Isn't that what counters acid? Tums. <laughs> Tums is an anti-acid. Yeah. <laughs> Can we throw some Tums at this thing? <laughs> I always carry Tums on me, you know? Just have them. Just dump some Tums on this bitch. You know, I'm going to say that's not what's in the player's handbook, but I like it, and I'm going to say that works, because (laughs) fuck Gary Gygax. How are they supposed to know that wind beats acid, you weirdo? Was I supposed to blow on this shit? Wind? No. (laughs) That's what it says in the book, but no. Tums saves the day. Okay, (laughs) okay, so like... I should stop trying to think too sensibly about these layers. Alright, then we're on yellow. Yellow has to be like, whatever, lightning, right? Not only is yellow the next layer, it is visibly crackling with electricity. Big, cartoonish yellow arcs. Okay. F- 5e doesn't have, like, ground-type damage, does it? <laughs> like, we, I can't be, like, Pokemon and do a ground-type attack. I uh, I think, you know, there, there is the spell Earthquake, and I believe that deals, like, uh, bludgeoning or force damage. So, kind of? Okay. I... If you can, if you can make it work, I I think we can do Tums rules instead of rule of cool. I'm gonna call it the Tums rule now. Tums rule, okay. Can we ground this bitch and just let electricity like dissipate off? We just like hammer it into the ground or something like that in a place that's safe and not conductive. 
Uh, I believe. Let's uh, let's get a roll here uh, to not. I will say intelligence saving throw to correctly ground it. Okay, that's a good. That's a good one. I have um, intelligence. It's a saving throw. You say. Well, I botched the first one, and then I got a 19. Oh my god. This bullet has <laughs> saved your life twice. Yeah, now, I, I for real, I'm playing a bullet next season now, Austin. <laughs> this, this guy's pretty Fif- dope. 15. Uh, so 15 and 19, the group passes. Sometimes even professional electricians electrocute themselves, so it's totally possible you mess this up. But uh, with this success, uh, you are able to ground it. You paint me this picture of you peeling off the yellow layer, revealing the green. Uh, maybe Trizzy's got some, like, jumper cables to, like, sort of, like, throw near to it to, like, get one end of the electricity going through, and then what are we, what are we clamping it to that's probably, like, grounded? Um. Ice cream machine. Barry. <laughs> yeah, buried on fire. Um, I, I just wanted to say that in my mind, this looks like a fruit roll-up, uh, when you're pulling that, you know, so I just wanted everyone to know what, what, what my mind was picturing this, but I imagine that's not true. All right. So yeah, uh, you hook the jumper cables up to Barry as he passes by Trizzy <laughs> and drain, drain the yellow layer to him <laughs> as he leaves. Like, I like to think he doesn't, he's not bothered by it. His hair just extends up slowly until it's very frizzled. Yeah, like the singer for Static X. Yeah. Um, you reveal the green layer, which is a bubbling, uh, like visibly big, like uh, gaseous uh, emissions from its uh, sickly pallor. Uh, for a moment, I was like, oh, it was an acid again. <laughs> like, he was like, hey, I only have so many colors acid twice. Uh, I'm assuming this is poison. Gygax, I'm reading this. You fucking idiot. This is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Green is green is presumably poison or grass. Um, I assume poison. It's it, it's sick. So uh, we cure it. We like make its boo boo feel better. Can I do a medicine check on this? Yeah, absolutely. I'm just gonna say that what he wrote is stupid, and this is works differently. Austin, can I just say I love what sounds like is happening is that you're reading through this for the first time right here right now yeah which is great i love this i feel so much better about my dming now <laughs> i glanced over it. i just didn't internalize all you, you seven didn't steps internalize whatever the fuck going x wanted out of you today <laughs> i rolled a 10 can i give it tums uh uh did i use all, <laughs> my, tums? Every, all my tums yeah, are every layer requires <laughs> i just uh, keep throwing tums on things uh 17 to medicine yeah uh, so 1710, the group passes. What I'll say here is that what needs to happen is there has to be teleportation magic to drain the poison. Uh, so it's not <laughs> Tums. That's how poison like works. A, a, a real roundabout way of sucking the poison out of a wound, basically. Think, well, yeah, that Trizzy's, doesn't really work. Trizzy's got Misty Step. Trizzy can hop in, touch the poison, and hop away. Absolutely, yeah. This is something you can do. Trizzy will do this and then go, I don't know why I thought that would work. I'm glad, I'm glad that my nonsense idea that makes no sense was successful. Uh, so Trizzy, you touch the poison and as it starts to seep into your armor, you teleport away, ripping it across the room and it's sloughing to the floor off of you, revealing uh, the next layer down, which is blue. It is immediately Ice cold in this room. Here you can see your breath. Okay, this seems like an easy one, presumably. This is just f- fire, I guess. Fire. Hopefully. Unless Gary Gygax is like, take your hammer from the giants. 
Um, I have heat metal. Does anyone have any better way to fire or heat this thing? I can show up my steamy fan fiction that I wrote earlier. <laughs> in in lieu of any better options, and I'm gonna have to burn a spell slot to do this. Um, Trizzy will like heat up a wrench pretty hot with heat metal, and then just throw it at the orb. <laughs> All right, yeah. Once you do twenty five heat damage, you could you could do with a you know a superheated wrench. Uh, the blue layer cracks and falls off, revealing an indigo layer. I have of, no uh, fucking clue what this is gonna be. <laughs> yep, there's just a weird indigo light here. Uh, it's very, it's a, there's like maybe like a swirling mist under it, but it is uh, a very uh, unusual construction here. See, I, I'm less worried about indigo. I'm more like, once we solve indigo, what the fuck is violet gonna be? <laughs> They're the same color. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm gonna assume, because uh, just thinking, you know, standard RPG elements, I'm like, light and darkness haven't been used. They gotta be somewhere. So maybe this bitch is like darkness? Because I don't know, indigo, it's kind of dark. I don't know. I wanna like, uh, put a big spotlight on this bitch like we gotta have like lights in the room wanna like focus it in on this guy or like I don't know turn on the flashlight on my phone (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, so light is what uh, dispels it Um, (gasps) so if you had plunged your hand into this or something it would have turned you to stone so glad (laughs) you didn't do that but yeah, it, it, I think I think yeah, you go get like a heating lamp or something from the kitchen, and you it starts dispelling it. And then you all have to get out your phones and turn the flashlights on. And together, you are able to dispel the indigo layer, revealing the last one, violet. It's so this isn't like shining super bright, and we've got to turn the lights out on it. Um... Ooh! <laughs> Once again, this fucking this guy. Gary, I'm gonna dig up your corpse, you bitch. Is that not what we have to do? Is what what does Gygax want what does Gygax want out of us? Austin, we're the Violet Femme, so I believe we have like advantage <laughs> against this 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 lair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You know what? Fuck it. <laughs> uh I, I will say that we've, we've done so great here and we're having a lot of fun. So the, the violet uh, layer, according to the rules, just needs to be dispelled with dispel magic. But like, that's how would you ever guess that? I do think that the better idea of, um, of uh, if you, you know, putting it into darkness or something, any, anything else we want to do, I think works. But oh, yeah, I want to throw a blanket over top of <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Shield it from the light. Put a big blanket over it. <gasps> you have capes. Now. Put a big cape over it. Yep, I'm gonna. Oh fl- I'm gonna like <laughs> flicker a cape out over it. It's like a cape that, for some reason, as I flicker it out, gets longer and longer, as so it's like extending. <laughs> yeah. So the violet layer, if you try to get into it, it blinds you with the light. So putting out the light with the cape actually works perfectly. Uh, Gary's dumbass solution was dispel magic, which you would think would have worked on other ones. I, I was gonna I say, know. wouldn't that be the entire orb? Just keep dispelling magic over and over. I don't, this man, uh, something was wrong with his brain. Uh, but y- you drop the cape over the orb. Uh, the, the the light goes out inside the small quarantine room as you all stand there. Uh, when the uh, cape fully covers the orb, the light goes out, and then you see that the cape is kind of draped over a humanoid form that is now in the middle of the quarantine room. Oh, that's so fucking cool. 
Okay, so it's a humanoid form, which gets rid of the instant thought of, is this is this parent beholder? Being like, hey, you got my kid. Uh, <laughs> hello? Mm, hello? Uh, who is there? Who is there? Uh, we are the uh, Velvet Fox Initiative, part of the Resubian. We uh, are picking up survivors from the space battle, and we found this object with you inside. Uh, I'm going to say this. I'm going to start pulling the cape back. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we want to make sure that you are okay. Yeah, you start pulling the cape back. You can kind of just see, like, you know, just a little glimpse of what appears to be a human under the cape. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know what you're expecting, but that's, that's what you see as you're pulling. And the figure inside says, oh, you found me just where I knew you'd be. I'm sorry, and that who, voice is tremendous. Who is, who is, who is that? Are, who are you? Oh, me? Oh, my reputation precedes me. I know who this is just based off how annoying they are. But I don't know how to get them to say their stupid name. Uh, Cecilia, you pull the cape off of the human, revealing an old wizened man wearing wearing wizard's robes with a big pointy hat. And he says, I'm the famous wizard, Bon Baba Bee Biblioboo. It's finally happening. It's it's, it's, it's that gif of Ron Paul with lights behind him. It's happening. It's really happening. (laughs)